Hello, I'm Luke. Hiya, I'm Dave, and welcome back to the Unbelievable Me podcast. It's been a while due to yeah. most of the circumstances at my end, but Luke, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Yourself? Yeah, all good. All good. Um, yeah. Been a busy few weeks. We're trying to move and mm. various other things. But one thing that, at least back in the Netherlands, we're seeing is small groups of fans being allowed to go to games again. So I thought yeah. for this week's 11, we could kick off with maybe a, a stadium and match day 11. Let's make it fairly broad. So you can yeah. have stadiums and then stuff you'd have anything on a match involved day. yeah anything involved on a match day all right sounds good sounds good uh right i'm trying to think so have you got any players I'll, there well I'll, I'll kick us off one thing you need yeah. on a night a night match mate a time like this is some willow floodlights yeah <laughs> brilliant um I think what about so if we're going to go stadium names you could have Harry Whitehart Kane in there yeah very good and obviously <coughs> fits in as he is a well one of one of Spurs finest you yeah. got to get a kind of a two-in-one here because you've got to get through the knobby turnstiles to reach the John <laughs> Terrace brilliant double whammy Double whammy. Um, I suppose, what else would you see on a match day? If you want to get some food, you might see a Thomas Hitzelsberger van. Oh, very tasty. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, um, what have we got? I see. For... I'm, I, I was thinking more. I think I've ended up more on the avenue of things you kind of need to get into the ground. So you might have some, uh, some Michael tickets. Yes, yeah. You could you could also have his uh, uh, namesake Rohan tickets as well. Yeah, Rohan tickets as well. Yeah, <laughs> they they could be the tickets outs. Yeah, it's like when United had the Raphael twins. Viva the Silvers uh, running down the pitch. Don't know which is yeah. which. We got the we got the ticket the tickets. Um, you could have uh, Matthew Upson Park. Upton Park. Again, I think he he was at West Ham, wasn't he? Yeah, for, he was their captain so again, for quite a while. Again, that works. Uh, a player yeah. who did not, as far as I know, play for Real Madrid, but we may have some statisticians to, to <laughs> prove us wrong, is uh, Bernabéu Hales. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Well, he might... Oh, yeah, I think he had a trial there once, but uh, nothing materialised of it, I think, so... Um, I'm thinking team name. Now, I am clutching at straws here a little bit, but you could have Coach Chester United, you know, as in home and away coach. Yeah, coach everyone, everyone needs a coach apart from people who yeah. take their own car or public transport. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people do need a coach. A lot of people someone, need a coach. Uh, so, someone who might take those people... Off the coach and into the ground might be a Stuart Downing. Brilliant. Stuart, Stuart Downing. Uh, I always get him mixed up with the one who got done for nonsense for some reason. Adam Johnson. Uh, nonsense. Yeah. I don't know why. why I, yeah, I don't know why I always get them confused. I think, didn't they, did they both play for Middlesbrough at some point? They did, yeah, in like the late, yeah. 
noughties when Borough had all those local players like David Wheater was there as well and oh, yeah. various others. Yeah, they, they, they was a weird weird team, weren't they, Borough, back in back One in of my, time Yeah, my, my best mate at uni was a huge Borough fan, still is, mm. but slightly disillusioned. And yeah, that was, the, I think, the summer before we started at uni, they'd just gone down. And I think yeah. since, in what, 11 years, they've had one year. They're one of those weird teams that I always had like a, a little bit of a soft spot for. When they, was it, they, had, um, they had Gareth Southgate, didn't they, managing them? Yes, uh, after, I think he might have been player manager. Have you ever seen yeah. a picture of when Brian Robson was the player manager at Borough and they unveiled <laughs> him and the top half of him's in a jacket and a shirt and tie and the bottom <laughs> half of him's in the shorts Full and boots. boots and sh- <laughs> Brilliant. That's how I, I attend every job interview, to be honest. Yeah, Tonight, well, you know, if you sat, you if you sat my down. Career. Yeah, it's if, fine. You know, that could be... That could be the, the phrase that the government keep using, the new normal. If we're doing interviews over Zoom these days, there's no reason why you couldn't have football shorts on with a lovely little three-piece suit on at the top. Absolutely. Waistcoat Apparently and, Phil, Phil Thompson used to do that on Soccer Saturday. He used to wear a pair of like really short, like 80s-style Liverpool shirt shorts. If you could only I think see him from prob- the waist up. Probably why horrible, they sacked him. A horrible mental image. Phil Thompson yeah. in a suit and a pair of incredibly skimpy shorts. Yeah, you probably come out that he's gone down the route of like uh, grey and keys with those short shorts. Oh, he kept popping out in the ad breaks and uh, female members of the production team have been uh, offended and he, that's why he's been let go. Really would have been popping out. <laughs> right. Any news from your side, Luke? Any um, joy or seen, weirdness or whatever? I've seen a few weird stories uh, in the news. I've seen, I saw a story about a llama or an alpaca stopping a game. Oh, it went on a, yeah, pitch. It was yeah. Carlton Athletic, I think it was. Yeah, against Ikeley, I think it was. It's up in Yorkshire somewhere. And, it looked uh, quite decent, looked quite pacey. It chased one yeah. of the defenders around for a bit. Yeah, it looked really uh, looked up for it. But what I'd like to know is why was what, what did it run on a pitch for? I wonder what it was, uh, what message it was trying to get out. I'd love it. I'd love it to have been two blokes in one of those pantomime alpaca outfits, justice for dads, running on the pitch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Half and half. That'd I remember there was a guy at Everton once who tried. He wanted to protest against something. And he tied himself, like he chained himself to the goalpost. But the Brilliant. print on his shirt, on his T-shirt, for what he was protesting, was so small that no one could see what it was. <laughs> so they couldn't like, pick it up on TV. <laughs> and it's just like, have a shorter message. Use a decent-sized font. Brilliant. He's written a whole paragraph on his shirt. It basically, I'll find you after this. It was ten. like, yeah. <laughs> There's basically like a dissertation on his shirt, and it's just like Excellent. do it in like three words. Oh, what What is the core of your message? What are you protesting? <laughs> yeah, what are you actually doing? Like, uh, oh, I don't know. Brilliant. I love it when people do stuff like that. There was a story, but I've forgotten it, and I don't know if you'll be able to remember it. I sent it to you a little while ago. It's something midget related, but I can't. Oh, sorry. Before you carry on, 
Yeah, a Go guy on. had um, ah, Premier League match report to a standstill last night when a supporter handcuffed himself to a goalpost in protest over his air hostess daughter being sacked by Ryanair. <laughs> but his his T-shirt just has like a small picture within small yellow letters. It says Ryanair, and then it says something else you can't read below. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, if every, if every pitch, if every game got invaded by someone who'd had a bad experience with Ryanair, yeah, I, I think it would be never hard, be any hard games. to finish the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine that. Imagine people just protesting about everyday grumbles. It would be like if a former pop star had a YouTube channel where he shouted oh. about Tesco <laughs> not putting his shopping in bags. You know, if you can imagine such a thing. Oh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the uh, the one and only Mr. Harvey running onto the pitch with a T-shirt on that just says Puddick in big letters? <laughs> I very much can imagine it. Um, partly based on scenes that were seen at that Wardhamstow job centre. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, people... Yeah, <laughs> I've had an actual death threat on my life. Brilliant. <laughs> Serious death threat. It's probably the only kind, really. Yeah. Yeah, not going to send you a jovial one, are they? Yeah, oh, it's just yeah. a jokey one. It's not a real one. You, you might die at some point in the distant future. That's like yeah. a mild death yeah. threat. It suggests yeah. that eventually you might just like get old and get ill. Yeah. But this, this was a, a, serious, a serious one. I just sent him a letter. So at some point, you will die. Oh, I've had a death threat. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that other story was. That I was uh, what I sent you. Let me just have a quick skim through the old uh, things that I've sent you recently. It's like midget related. Some it was like an uplifting story. Oh, was it the world's smallest bus driver? That yeah, that was it. I think. But yeah, the world's smallest bloke to uh, qualify as a bus driver, wasn't it? And, uh, I would yeah, I just like, that's brilliant. I would like to meet this man, largely to congratulate him, but also because it would just be nice to be taller than someone. It's not, it's not an experience I've had much <laughs> in my life. So it would just be nice to stand next to someone oh, who's man. slightly taller and be like, yeah, yeah. can you see that shelf there? I, he, I, bet he he I bet he loves it, though, because he's... I bet he loves it, because he's in that... Uh, he's in that bus driver's seat, isn't he? So he's like really high up. So he's probably loving it, thinking, you know, this is the highest he's ever been. I'm trying yeah, to see. Like, uh, it's like Everest. What was that? Yeah, he's loving it. He's loving it. He's just sitting up there, high up, loving life, mate. I um, sort did see another thing as well about that lad in Weatherspoons. Did you see? Did you see that? But he, he got, hate crime uh, banana man. in the end. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure I read the story in full. Um, I think I was about to go into a meeting and I can't remember exactly what uh, was going on, but someone, I, I saw that there was a hate crime and a banana. Yeah, it was, you know, you get that, I don't know, I mean, you get like a Weatherspoons app, can't you, where you can uh, send it. Order to the table. Like send or stuff send it to elsewhere. people if you know their table, yeah. And apparently he sent a banana to a table where two black lads were sitting. And, uh, yeah, they were just confused by it. But I don't know whether it's a cake. Because when you look at the lad that's done it, 
he looks a bit gormless. So I don't know whether he's done it on purpose or if he's just thought a banana was funny and it's it's just like really shit luck that it's gone to a table with two black lads on it and it's been seen as a hate crime. Um, Could yeah, be right the, the, it was just just know. his face. <clears throat> but yeah, I just thought it was a bit random like of all the things. To imagine, imagine you're on a night out and that happens. Let's get a plate <laughs> sent over to you. I, 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 think, I think we've all had a surprise banana on a night out, mate, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Never expected. At some point, we've all encountered a surprise banana from behind. Um, other than that, mate, I haven't really seen anything in the news apart from uh, Spurs making some mental signings. Uh, Would know, you be interested in, in signing uh, Victor Lindelof for the price of, I'm not sure, uh, uh, I don't know, a taxi <laughs> fare maybe? No. I've, I've, I have heard some ridiculous reports that we're, we're in for Lingard though. I which kind of miss him because I, lo- I kind of like the fact that he's only good once a year. And then when it happens, you're like, yeah. ah, that's nice. Good for Jesse. Yeah, he's quite good. But, um, yeah, no, I don't think it would make any sense for us to buy him, seeing as he's, uh, what is he, 28 now? 28? I mean, that, that's young in our years. But, but yes. yeah, yeah, it is young. But he's, I think he's 28. And we've got, when you read in, in a different story that we're sort of maybe in the process of selling Deli Alley to PSG, who's 24 and probably a better player than him. Uh, It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It's almost Um, like some of the transfer rumours are complete bollocks. Almost. Yeah, it's almost as if they're just made up by people on Twitter sometimes. Um, Yeah, I I, I think it'd be interesting. I do think we're going to have to sell some players, though, Spurs. I think they are going to get rid of some players. Because when we played Southampton, Mourinho was basically saying there's just no room in the squad to accommodate Deli Alley. That's why he's not on the bench. He's not injured. He's not playing poor. We just can't fit him into the squad. We've got too many players in that position. So that's sort of, I don't know, quite worrying if we're thinking of just getting rid of decent players for the sake of it, considering the fixture congestion that we've got anyway. I was just looking at weird news on Sky News now. You had 120,000-year-old human footprints found in Saudi Arabia, which is probably just Anne Widdicombe. And football, <laughs> football team lose 37-0 after socially distancing from opponents, which was basically United at the weekend. So Brilliant. Not, Brilliant. None of that. Although, that to be way. fair, that, that, that penalty that they gave against you, mate, was total bollocks because well, we got one the handball, the right handball the rule now is ridiculous you will reach a yeah. point I can't remember if it was you I was saying this to or one of my many other friends um, <laughs> but basically there was there'll be a point where if a player is like out wide on the edge of the box he's nothing on they'll yeah. aim across for someone's arm Yeah, because that is going to end up being the best chance of scoring I mean, pretty well, much what happened in the Champions League final yeah, and basically we're at a point now where if you, what are you supposed to do? Like amputate your arms? You yeah, can't you like can't, you can't you get can't, your arms like, out the way. What's the button? What's the word? Like you can't eject them when a cross comes in and then like 
pick them up five seconds Bring later. Them back in. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I think it's going to get to a point where, uh, yeah, like you say, it's just going to be stupid. To, Are uh, footballers going to evolve to a point where they have no arms? Is that going to happen? Uh, what, they just become sort of snake-like? Yes. Yeah, I reckon that's going to happen. I reckon that is going to be that's the future of football. Um, I was just thinking as well, while we're on the subject of football, you know, rarely discussed topic on this podcast. Um, we uh, Spurs are supposed to be playing tonight, but a majority of the Orient team have been sort of tested positive for COVID. Oh, I is believe. this the EDL trophy uh, as sponsored uh, by Tommy it, Robinson? Yeah. 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 Um, and I think to be honest, they, thought... they are they're so desperate for sponsorship, they probably would let He's on it. like the remaining Robinson's... six guys from the EDL Robin, Yeah. It. And they've just covered it up, Robinson squash. Um but he's uh yeah, apparently they've Orient have had to forfeit the game and uh Spurs are covering all of the costs, so the money that Orient would have lost. Due to the game, about 100 That's good. That's really yeah. good. On the note of the EFL trophy, a slightly crappy uh, record that I was part of, I was part of the lowest ever crowd at the Valley at Charlton for an EFL Brilliant. trophy game. 741 of us <laughs> in a 23,000 stadium. Yeah. Buzzing, mate. Buzzing. But we were great all in apps. one area, so there were... A few people around, but yeah, yeah. I mean, a well, lot of people will boast like I was part of the biggest crowd at something, but no, I was part crowd. of the Charlton game that was least cared about in. That's in just as good though. That's still that's still pretty good. That's worthy it's of a record. It's also more it? impressive because fewer people can boast that. I've actually been to watch quite a bit of football recently, mostly yeah. like amateur level here, but because. Mm. That's where you can get a ticket for at the moment. It's been a lot of fun, really, going to like these little sport parks with a couple of hundred people watching quite often free or fairly cheap. Football. I wonder if the crowds are up because it's harder to get into the big teams and they're just going to watch something. I assume so. Or people don't want to like drive into Amsterdam to go to Ajax or drive. Not so much Utrecht because the ground isn't like. It's a bit out of the city, but like yeah. something like PSV, for example, where it's like bang in the centre of the city, people yeah. might want to avoid those areas and go to to a local game. And as well for money, people probably don't have as much cash at the moment. So if you no, that's like, true. taking the kids to a game, you can take them to a game where you all go for about yeah. fifteen quid or whatever, ten times that. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? But it's been, yeah, but it's been a lot of fun and the standard is often, I would say, surprisingly good. I don't yeah. think I expected how kind of the pace of the game's not always amazing, but like technically the players are still yeah, really yeah. good when you go further down the levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, watching the difference between sort of like lower league English football and lower league like Dutch football and or just European football. They're sort of... Just teams, yeah, just teams here, like through every level, basically play the same style of football. Just yeah, attack, I, attack, attack. And even yeah. like the game I went to at the weekend, the Bilt and Zardvogels, 
think De Ville, who were the home team, hadn't won for like nearly a year. And they it ended up to all, but they were 2 1 up yeah. in like the 90th minute and still attacking. It's like, sit back. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they ended up drawing. But those teams only play, really, with a few exceptions, play one way, which is just yeah. attack, 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 and attack is a bad form of defence. Yeah. And so it makes for great games. In the second tier here yesterday, there was a game that ended 7 3. Jesus. Yeah, I see some quite high scoring. Games yeah, like, I mean, yeah. there was a six for the other week. It's just the way the teams play here. It's, yeah, relentless. No, isn't it, really? But um, I, uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting, like, you know, in England, that the lower down the leagues you go, the more sort of physical the game gets. Whereas I think when you watch a lot of, like, lower league European stuff, it's not as physical as, it's still a lot more physical than top flight. But they've they've seen their players sort of like at the lowest level seem to have a lot more technical ability than I, I think English coaching, players. I think coaching for like the young levels is better here, and I think also more kids still are like part of they play sport and they're part of a team, and it's quite a keep fit country. Yeah, in a way that it, Britain isn't as much anymore. Like young yeah. kids back home, I'm going to sound like a really old man, but a lot will be kind of sat at home on the Xbox or watching TV. Yeah. Whereas here, oh, yeah, you see definitely. a lot more young people out playing football, playing tennis, out on the bike, etc. It's more yeah. of a, it's more of a culture of it here. And so I think kids yeah, I go think and that's... get like a professional, like proper training in a sport and they're part of a sport club from quite a young age. And you probably, yeah. you end up being more technically which is, is always surpri- always surprises me because uh, the amount of money that is invested into like grassroots football in the UK, uh, you'd think that we'd be. I don't. I think it's like philosophies. Um, it's almost like I don't know the best way to describe it. You know how like the majority of like popular sports in the world were invented by Britain, and we're. Alcoholism. Yeah, we're gen- but we're generally sort of quite shit at the sports. So, like, yeah. I mean, football, uh, cricket to a degree, rugby to a degree. I mean, we have hit and miss in cricket and rugby, but I don't know whether it's like the fact that because we've made something, we've sort of like we take it for granted. Whereas these other countries, like the Commonwealth countries, with cricket. Uh, and rugby, and then like the European countries with football, it's almost like this is it's slightly newer to them, and they're they're like well in they're like enthusiastic. I mean, it's not any newer in the sense that it's still been around for like nearly a hundred years in a lot of places now, but it's like our sort of culture, the way we towards we think about it, is like oh yeah, it's just another game of football, and you know no one cares sort of thing. I don't, I don't know if that's maybe I'm not sure. I think. The money here, you can see more where it's spent. I'm not doubting that yeah. the money in sport in Britain is, I'm not saying it isn't spent, but you don't see as much evidence of it being spent well. Like you go to the sport parks here for clubs who are like sixth tier or whatever, which is very regionalized as well. So yeah. take like the equivalent, maybe like the. Devon League or the Cheshire League or something and these clubs all have a sport park with like four or five different pitches usually there's other sports going on there as well they've got good facilities 
the money gets spent in Britain, but I think probably it's like centralized. Like you have stuff like St George's Park, which yeah, is like massive, thing, but you don't you don't have as many things where it's like here you go to like any small town and there's generally a modern sport park with really good facilities for yeah. quite a few different sports. <clears throat> and you don't yeah, really see that in the same way. Yeah. Accessibility. It's like, yeah, they, they go, oh, yeah, you know, we're, I don't know, some ex-pros opened up an academy in the local area and like a couple of kids get to go there. But it, even that's like really selective. Like, I remember there was a yeah, couple it's, of academies. Yeah, it's based on merit. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of academies local to me and they sort of went around the schools and picked the best kids from the school teams uh, or, you know, kids from like the, the local sort of like under tens league or whatever um it's not like an open like an open accessibility sort of everyone can come and play here sort of thing whereas i think maybe in europe it's a little bit more inclusive it's not I would like say an so here. yeah it's not like it's an like... exclude that's like what i was trying to say about the sort of the philosophy towards it in different countries is like in england it's sort of seen as I, I, I don't know the best way to like put it into a sentence, but it's sort of like, yeah, it's football. Uh, we all enjoy it, but no one ever expects to play it or to be involved in it. Whereas I think in Europe, they've got a lot, they've got a slightly different mentality to things where they're sort of like, well, we like football, so why can't I get involved in it? Why can't? And they're yeah, going, you know. I think that's probably true. I think one of the interesting things you have here, and I'm actually not sure how I feel about it as a model because it means we have, there are kind of in a way fewer clubs to choose from. But for example, like Feyenoord have like yeah. 10 different teams. So there's a Feyenoord who are in the Eredivisie, but there's yeah. also like Feyenoord eighth or ninth team who are amateur and you yeah. can go and play at one of their facilities near the Calc or the yeah. sorry. Um, and be part of like one of the amateur teams where the kit say I play for Feyenoord and stuff and maybe I don't know maybe that's a bigger incentive to people yeah. than saying you know I play for X Village Rovers yeah I think I think if they done that here do you know like if they had like uh, you know like in in like Netherlands they have like uh, Young Ajax playing in the uh, second division and stuff like that, that. I'm not a big fan of. No, I Partly, think if they done that here, it's yeah, it's it been really unpopular here. Yeah, it's been really unpopular here. But Ajax were a pilot know. club basically, and I where did that Ajax, start off? So I don't know, but here, basically, yeah. Ajax said, "Can we do it as a pilot for a year?" A club in the second tier had gone bust, which I think was RBC Rosendahl. But yep. it might have been when Achilles um, 29 went down. But anyway, I had said, can we do this for a year as a pilot? And the KMVB, like the FA, said, yeah, and we'll see, how, we'll see what teams make of it. And everyone said, we hate it, get rid of it. And they were like, "Yeah, oh, well, I had to like it, so we'll keep it. And then gradually yeah. we've ended up with four teams in there, more and it and may more. soon be five. And what's annoying me is the amount, the tiny amount of money some of these second-tier teams have gone bust for, say yeah. Harlem, um, yeah. a few others have gone bust as well for like 20,000, 30,000 euros or something. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as over here, isn't it? Like Macclesfield. With Macclesfield, going. yeah. Yeah. 
and but and buried before that. I mean, and South <laughs> South End in a few weeks have got their winding up petition, and that'll probably. go through. I think. Yeah. we we are, and I think I honestly think the EFL are letting this happen, yeah. so that they can bring in Premier League youth teams. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't. It would not surprise me if we saw like Chelsea Academy playing in League Two, or you know, and that, yeah, and that's part of the reason I think they're not <clears throat> bothered about Barry or Mac or Southend yeah. going to the wall because it's basically but that's, the Prem teams will probably pay the EFL to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's bollocks, though, isn't it, really? Because... It is, because you rip, you rip the heart out of a town when it yeah. loses a club. You, yeah, it's, people who it's love Chelsea, a big deal. <clears throat> people who love Chelsea can live without Chelsea reserves. Yeah. They will want to. You'd rather have a reserve team. But for Mac, that's, that's people's first love. It's their club. Yeah. It's who they go and watch on a... And you just... When there's no club... Yeah. You just lose Jeez. something so integral when the team is yeah. doing well. But I remember when Mac, um, Mac were first up in the football league in like the late 90s, and people, yeah. even though they never got massive crowds, it was like he gave a lift to everyone in the town because it was just such yeah. a big deal. Like, hey, we have a football league club now. It's putting Mac on the map. There's businesses who, I think you were saying this to me a bit ago, you made a good point. That it's not only the people who work at the club and play at the club, there are other assorted businesses who rely on the existence of the club to keep going. They, yeah. I, think that, I don't think people realise always how no. integral <clears throat> these clubs are to the mood, the economy, yeah. and the profile of where they live. Yeah, they, they, yeah you're right. And it, I mean, <clears throat> it seems strange as well. Can you imagine... Growing up in a place that doesn't have a football team. That's pretty weird, isn't it? I mean, even for me, like I grew up in Chatham. I, I know we had like Gillingham down the road, but even even Chatham's got a football team. Yeah. Uh, you know, can you imagine growing up in a place that just doesn't have a football team or like a, an old ground that's just gone bust? Uh, I, I think you're right. I think they're going to bring in like Chelsea reserves, Spurs reserves, or whatever under 23s into these I mean, leagues. Trialed it with the EFL trophy. It's basically been, it's been yeah, a they play the reserve for doing teams. this. Yeah, yeah, and then until it gets to the final stages, and then they put the first team on and beat whoever's left in it. But I still think that's that's bollocks as well. When <clears throat> say like uh, Spurs Academy beat Gillingham, and they get and Spurs Academy get to like the quarterfinals, I think they should be forced to play the academy through to the final. They should be like, right, well, that's yeah. the team that's got you here. Because that, that's not fair in the, in the sense that, does that mean then if um, one of the like lower EFL teams sign a player after a certain date and they're not registered for the cup, can they, can they not play them? Because essentially they're playing, you know, like one of the Premier League teams essentially playing a, 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 like a, a 22-man starting 11. You know, it just doesn't make yeah. sense that they can just rotate their... their players like that and I don't <clears> like <throat> the fact and the big clubs get so many chances to go to like United used to we do go occasionally but so many <laughs> chances to go to Wembley yeah but I don't know just the idea of you know yeah I, I think like, or Grimsby or Swindon missing yeah. out on all those people missing out on chance of a trip to Wembley so about 200 fans of Man City reserves 
can yeah. go to Wembley and watch a game they're yeah. really not that bothered about. Yeah, exactly. Every, I mean, Premier League teams, if they win win the EFL trophy, they go, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse trophy or whatever. But if, uh, if like, you know, a championship side or whatever won it, League One side, they'd be over the moon with winning that. Some, and, and, some clubs, it's the only time they've been to Wembley in their history. It's their only yeah. kind of piece of formal, like, trophy silver where they've won. Yeah. And exactly. And, and I think winning, going in uh, to win a cup at Wembley, I mean, they have like uh, playoff finals potentially in their league that they can go and play at Wembley. But then, I mean, you look at teams like Exeter, and I think they've been in like two of the last three. Three of the last four and lost them. Yes, yeah, something like that and lost them. And, it, and the sort of, <clears throat> if you're just going for a playoff final, I know you win like promotion but no what no one remembers that in the history books like when you've got the rundown of cup winners and you go like you know this team won it in 19 whenever and you're going up and up going through and that there's not like a list you don't you don't like look at a list and go oh who won the league two playoff final in 1994 you know it's not it's not got that same feeling as a cup and i think the fact no, that they get it's, it's denied, definitely something different. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It it not sit well, and I think, like you say, they're probably they're probably gonna bring that in. I think it was uh, in like Spain or somewhere where that started when I was playing like the Real Madrid and Barcelona's B team. Might well be. I mean, here something it's like stupid that. because the top three or four here have so much more resources. Like the other year, Ajax, young Ajax won the second tier. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, it's crap. So the two because... the teams below them went up, and it's just like, yeah, they can't go up. Who this um, values the league so much? Can they get relegated? I don't think they can. Can they? From that league, well, it's weird because they technically can, but the teams in the third tier are all technically semi-pro, and yeah. if you go up to the second tier, you basically have to like do like official accounting, loads of other stuff. Yeah. To make it professional, and um, most of these clubs, even if they win the third tier, the Twitter class up, they they say we don't want to come up. We like, and also that league as well is pretty. Reg- it's not technically regional, but it's yeah. built up regionally. So nearly all the clubs are on the coast between Rotterdam and Amsterdam. Yeah, and so they've all generally got like thirty mile trips. Whereas if they went up, you'd be yeah. travelling to like. Expenses, Prada and places like that, which are basically yeah. on the exact other side of the country. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could it could financially ruin a club basically going up, which is bizarre, yeah. isn't it? But <laughs> it just proves how like the, the the gulf between the second and first division in in that leagues because you know you think they'd be able to offer them enough money to keep them stable wouldn't you but I suppose it's a bit like when Bournemouth went up to the uh, Premier League they had a bit of like a problem with their stadium didn't they they was going to have to I think they had to expand it or it wasn't fit for yeah I mean Harrogate are going through that now they've got a perfectly yeah. good 4G pitch they use all year round and they're having to rip it up and play at Doncaster yeah I think the EFL would give them a year to sort it out but apparently yeah it's crap in it uh, I mean that, that happened to Mac when Mac yeah. were originally going to come into the Football League, they got refused on groundbreaking. And it's basically saying to clubs, you can come up, 
but here's a list of things that you don't really You've need for your stadium that you You've have do to it. do instead of spending money on players. And so clubs have basically yeah. run out of money in the past trying to yeah. upgrade grounds that don't need upgrading. It's just to, to tick yeah. some unnecessary box. It's fucking stupid. Bizarre, isn't it, really? But, you know, what do we know, mate? We're only fans. <laughs> no. <coughs> Is there any other uh, sort of a bizarreness you've seen in the in the uh, news world, or are you all out of stories? No, I recently remembered these uh, BA story from the other year, which I mentioned someone. Do you remember when that plane that was going to Dubai got turned around because someone did a very smelly poo? <laughs> Seriously? It's about three years ago. Yeah, they did a big oh, diarrhea-y shit. And the, the crew were saying it would affect the air quality on the plane too much. Oh, amazing. So then to go back to Imagine Heathrow like and that. put everyone up in a hotel for a night. Oh. Imagine calling up like, we, we're not in Dubai. What's happened? Someone's had a crap on the plane. a big shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine coming back to your seat after that. Oh, Everyone's man. ready to go to Dubai on holiday and you're a horrible leaky <laughs> who has ruined their entire... Ruined their holiday plans. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, that's brilliant. That. I didn't know about that. So that's, uh... I'm going to lose my holiday. Yeah. Is that at all protected? I don't know. Can you get uh, travel insurance on that? I've lost my holiday. I mean, if that happened on like a megabus, someone would just whack out like a Febreze or yeah. one of those and like that... pine tree things you can stick in the front, stick to the front of the, the mirror. Open the, emer- open the emergency escape door just for a little bit that, of air. That'd be Ryanair. Just hold on tight. <laughs> Brilliant. Some bloke clinging to the wing with a little t-shirt on with tiny print. Yeah. Protesting. Protesting. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, man. I. Uh, who or, who uh, or what is your favourite Ryan? Uh, probably Lee Ryan from Blue Mate. Yeah, he. You were. That, that's a good segue, actually, because you reminded me earlier about when he said that. People should stop banging on about 9-11 because whales yeah. are being killed. Yeah, was, uh, do you know the weird thing about that as well? I can't find the video anywhere now, but it was like online for quite a while. I think it was they was on Channel 4, and uh, I was going, oh, you know, thoughts and prayers with New York. It was just after 9-11, you know, thoughts and prayers with... And he, he goes, who cares about New York? <clears throat> Why are we worried about them when elephants are dying and they're, they're killing whales daily? And it's just like, yeah, you know, you've got a point, but I don't think that's, you know, you're not, you're not articulating it very well. And that wasn't going, oh. the Taliban <clears throat> doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's not Bin Laden blowing up elephants. Uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, they're not flying. Yeah, the thing, mate, the things you did to uh, the things you did to Knowsley Safari Park, the bastard, <laughs> will never forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. Lately, Ryan uh, foils plot to fly Boeing 747 into giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good daily Sunday sport headline, actually. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Taliban 
threatened to kill my giraffe by flying mo- uh, remote controlled plane into its neck. <laughs> I'd use loudmouth blue front man. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lee Ryan. I, I, a few years ago, I would have gone for gigs, but mm. he's, he's a wrong one. Uh, yeah, he's gone a bit sleazy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, let me think. Good Ryan's. Uh, I used to work with a guy called Ryan. He was quite quite nice, so I'll go with him. Yeah, that'll do. Friendly Ryan. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just trying to look, mate, but I don't think I've got any more bizarre stories at all. Have you got anything else you want to share before we... Not really. I mean, I've up? not had... Aside from moving boxes and calling energy companies and stuff like that, I've not really had the most exciting few weeks, so I don't have too many anecdotes at the moment, but it's just been good to moan about football and various other things. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's always good to have a little vent, isn't it? It is, it is. A bit of a, yeah. a Darren know, or a, Marcus, uh, a Marcus Venn. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Venn, yeah. Get it, get it off your chest. Um, yeah, other than that, mate, I've... Uh, if you're I've also, before we go, add. if you're listening, go uh, we would both urge you to check out the Brian Harvey TV spoof of David Icke. Yeah. Which is called It's in My Box. It's, yeah, it's quite excellent. something. It's quite something. It's actually, uh, it's it's actually, it's actually really quite good. good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really good. He gets like words rhyming and you think, oh, actually, this is pretty good. He's put laid have a little ever, beat down Have in you the ever seen the photos of him dressed up as Rebecca Brooks from News uh, of the World? No. No, I need you to if send If you me Google that it after this. this, yeah, he's wearing like Rebecca yeah. Brooks outfit and hair and makeup Brilliant. and stuff. It's absolutely terrifying, but I'll send you that in a minute. Brilliant. Yeah, um, I need to see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, amazing. Brian Harvey TV, check it out. It's excellent. Uh, and you'll get to see him dress up as David Icke and all sorts. So, yeah, and shout, well worth it. And, and do a video called Fuck Tesco, which is yeah. top content. Excellent. Which they, excellent, they were yeah. slightly in the wrong, but it's, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. Dropping off shopping with no bags is annoying, but it is, it his is. reaction is superb. Um, well, I've got to go and run the uh, Kessel run in one parsec, mate. So I. Uh... Oh, lovely stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to. Uh, That's a, a, a joke for our episode. American listeners. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. See you later, mate. Thank you for listening and fuck Tesco. Good yeah, night. fuck Tesco. See you later, mate. Bye.